Well, we're listening away today, Katona Whitlock Bill. With your hosts, Craig, Rich, and Dave. Some people claim that they're not that funny. Well, what'd you expect? They're not getting paid. Welcome to Whitlock. Oh, excuse me. Welcome to Whitlockville, a Katona, New York podcast. I am your host, Rich Knopke. Actually, this is David Becker, but the reason why I'm jumping in, this is a bucket list item for me. When I was 10 years old, I had written a note to myself that the day before I turned 45, I want to make sure that I kick off a podcast. And this is what's happening. Bucket list checked. Back to Rich. Wow. Um, I didn't realize it was your birthday tomorrow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Don't ever do that again. (laughs) (laughs) That was ridiculous. It's not your actual birthday. That's what I'm saying. It's the day before. I wanted to do it before I was 45. Okay. That's fair. Craig, how do you feel about that? Craig Johnson. I'm sorry. I mean 25. 25. 25. Sorry. It was a little bit startling. I was startled. But I'm I'm glad you crossed it off the list. It seems like it was an itch that you needed to scratch. Yeah. I mean, I knew when I was 10, the whole podcast thing was going to happen. I knew that we would be here doing this podcast so it just felt felt like it was the right time i'm afraid to ask what else is on your bucket list uh we may get into that a little later oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> as, as part of the new year's celebration is that know. off the pod i don't <laughs> yeah. i don't know could be okay could be. Could be. perfect well welcome this is uh this is our year-end pod the year-end uh, pod the year-end pod why is it not the year-end cast <laughs> I, th- I think um, we could start the trend of calling it a cast. I'm just, it's just curious that you would call it a pod and, and not a cast. There are so many podcasts out there. I think, what do we say? There are like 700,000 podcasts out there in, in the world. We are but one, and I think they all call them pods. Okay. So this is it. This is the last one. Nobody said we would get this far. So nobody believed in us. This is the Nobody, nobody <laughs> Believed in Us podcast. Thank you, Bill. Yep. And uh, we're excited to take just a... Uh, a moment to look back uh, at the the year a little bit, uh, at least the, the year in podcast, in our podcast, yep. in our pod and cast, uh, and also just celebrate the, the the year that was in general. And so, um, I know Dave, you had something you wanted to talk about just from a New Year's. New Year's is almost upon us, which is very exciting. So, wh- let's let's jump in for with New Year's celebrations, uh, and and not just here in Katona, but but outside of this this little nook in Hamlet. Yeah, so I, I was just doing a little research today just to find out. Obviously, New Year's is, is a huge event. It's a lot of fun, new start, resolutions. So I was just curious to see how are other people across the globe celebrating. Um, let's take, for instance, Peru, where they have something called the Takanakui Festival. And I apologize, I may have botched that pronunciation. No, I'm familiar with it. Go you ahead. are familiar oh, with sure, it. Sure, of course. Yeah. Have you par- let me before I explain, have you participated in it? <clears throat> does it does it have anything to do with guinea pig? <laughs> it does well, it may, but I don't think it does. Okay. Um, so what happens during this annual Peruvian festival is competitors face off in a ring for a round of bare knuckle boxing <laughs> and brawling. With guinea pigs? It's overseen by local policemen. And the name Takanakui literally means when the blood is boiling. 
But however, this is all, the, all the fights are friendly. I think they make up after they do it. But this may be a tradition that we would consider starting here in Katona. I love that idea. It could be interesting. Yeah, you know, like uh, um, some places have on New Year's the midnight run. We could we could do the the midnight you know bare bare knuckle fight. Yeah, the midnight Takanakui. Yes. <laughs> in Katona, it almost flows. It almost flows the right in. Katona Kui. The Katona Kui. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I asked, I think I'll be observing that I, ceremony. You would probably win the whole thing. So what is it like a round robin? Like how does I wonder how it works? We can. We'd have like a 16 versus a 1. Craig would be a 1 seed, I think, in that. Listen, there are a lot of big guys in this town. None bigger than you, my friend. No. <laughs> I don't know. They're, the small and scrappy might have a shot. Yeah? Might have a shot. So I asked about the guinea pig. Um, they they feel – guinea pig is a big staple down in Peru. They feel like – Je- For a pet? No, to eat. They feel like mm. at Jesus' Last Supper – he ate guinea pig. And so you go to churches down in Peru, and they've got the picture of the 12 disciples, you know, the famous picture of, you know, of the feast. And the there's, a, supper, there's yeah. just a, the last supper. There's a guinea pig on its back, and they're about to, like, tear into that stuffed, thing. Stuffed guinea pig? Stu- and so I tried it, uh, and not everything tastes like chicken. Were you, were, you, were you in Peru when you tried this? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's a great place. It's, how big is a guinea? Is it like a? Because I I think guinea pig. Yeah. I almost wonder how you would prepare that and uh, have it. You should try deep frying it for Thanksgiving next year. It's not a bad idea. I bet that would be pretty good. It's not a bad. You've idea. You've got the deep fryer. You already do the turkey. You may as well, what's I mean? Why not just do a guinea pig? I could surprise. You need a one, couple for your family. Well, I could surprise one person at the table and just serve them with a plate of guinea pig and be like, "Here it is. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving." <laughs> uh, it would be weird if you did that for your mother-in-law. That that wouldn't be. Oh no. Yeah, I'm not going to take the bait on that. But, <laughs> but, 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 good, but good try. What else, what else you have on there? All right, so there's another one that I thought was interesting. Um, in Mexico. So in Mexico, and this is apparently also in Bolivia and Brazil, the color of your panties will determine what kind of year you'll have. So the tradition holds that red will bring love and romance. Yellow is wealth and success. White is peace and harmony. And green is well-being and nature. Um, and then apparently in Turkey, there's like a subset of this where red panties are also handed out as gifts for good luck and the promise of a fruitful new year. So you say panties. Is this just men, men and women? I, I, like, I, how do you think about that? I think it's both. I think it's both. We're obviously treading a little lightly here. Yes. Um, I feel like this is something that in the U.S. would be shot down immediately and so do you get you get to choose what color you're going to wear for i the, think you kind of just it's 2020 i'm this looking is, for this health and wellness I'm, I'm yeah. going i'm going nature i'm nature boy rick flair i'm wearing green yeah and you just you just go out and do it okay so and it's, it's interesting okay um boise which not the international Boise, which I don't even know if there is one, but the U.S. Boise, Idaho. Been there. It's lovely. So apparently there are a lot of cities and towns in the United States that are starting to adopt the tradition of having something that drops like the New York City, the crystal ball. Um, so in Boise, you could probably guess what they have that drops. A horse? I'm going to guess. Go ahead. A potato. A potato. Not just any potato, but a 400-pound Glotato <laughs> that, that drops. Now, 
There are some other towns. Apparently, Brasstown, North Carolina, will drop a possum. And in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, <laughs> they will drop a 200-pound peep. For those that don't know, the marshmallow candy. That is awesome. That is awesome. And do people get to eat it afterwards as it comes down? I would assume so. It's like a pinata, right? It's Yeah. But what would we drop in Katona? A speed hump. <laughs> What else? What else? I, it's oh, a, no. One of your meatballs from Pepino's. You, you could be a meatball. Right? You just make a giant meatball. Right. Right? And you hoist it over, like, Kellogg's and Lawrence. Someone's on the other side with, like, a rope, and it's just slowly letting it down. No, you know what it How is? How about, like, a deer tick? <laughs> I was thinking, uh, in the spirit of our, of our town's history, we should just um, drop a house. Like the Kendall's house or something. Yeah. Really like, we just like string it up and just. Yeah, kind of like the Wizard of Oz. It just <laughs> right. falls from the sky. <laughs> they have to be in it. When we're doing it, they have to be in it. All That's right. the fun Let, part. Let's run that by them. And then I'll do one more, um, and you'll see there's a theme here that'll come out. So in Switzerland, uh, they drop their ice cream on the ground because they think it would bring them wealth. And what came to my mind is that if I had a king cone cone of ice cream, I'm not dropping that for anything. But if it's Carvel, I'm happy to drop it. You know, I, and I feel like I'm, you may you feel like personally attacked here. Me? Yeah. You mean you're a Carvel fan? I, well, I love Carvel. I love yeah. the ice cream cakes. Yeah. We both had ice cream cakes over the last couple of weeks. We have. And they're delicious. They're very Nobody good. makes a better ice cream cake. I would agree. Does anybody else make an ice cream cake? <laughs> <laughs> we just Which encapsulated the, the universe of ice cream cake makers. Right. <laughs> yes. I, I really feel like for all the airtime we give Carvel, they should really become a sponsor. If we, if we ever did take on sponsorship. Yeah, or they, should, they might kill us. But either way, free ice ba- cream? bad pub is better than no pub. I think so. I wonder, I wonder um, if people are going in there more now. I wonder if anybody's got in there and complained about the door chimes since the podcast started. It's a good question. Um... Let's see. So you went into Carvel recently. I did. And you recorded that and sent it to us. I did. Which was funny. Yeah. Funnier there than maybe on the podcast, but right. we, tried, we tried it anyway. <laughs> it made me laugh. It made me laugh. Good. I don't know if anybody else else. Good. It's radio, not TV. I'm right. sure we played well. Totally resonated. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So that's it. Thank that's you. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. I think we should come up with our own, our own traditional Katona New Year's. I don't know what that is, other than the house, dropping the house. Maybe it's a mix of all of them, where there's a bare knuckle fight in the underwear color. Of in the house choice, that's dropping under a house under that's about it's to like, come down on in you. The house. While in one hand you have an ice cream cone, <laughs> and you're trying to keep it from dropping. All right, you know it's really funny um, on Katona parents. They there are a bunch of messages. Oftentimes it'll be like Chris Burdick, what can you do about this? Or Chris Burdick, what do you think about that? Um, I feel like we should make an appeal right now in the podcast. Chris Burdick, what, you have to come up with. <laughs> yeah, with yeah, we need something. We need an ad year. hoc committee. That's right. Yeah. To come up with the, uh, the Katona traditional New Year's party. Yes. yes. Okay. Perfect. 
Um, all right. In the spirit of the holidays, uh, I also I found an article. This is in Australia. I feel like this is our second Australian story. Um, but a woman uh, returned to her, her home and noticed a commotion on her balcony. Um, there are birds that are up there. They, they play up there on the balcony all the time. And they were just going crazy, she said. Uh, as her boyfriend, um, they went in the house. As the boyfriend put his hand against the Christmas tree, something was, uh, the Christmas tree moved. There was something slithering in there. It turned out it was a 10-foot python (laughs) in the Christmas tree. What? Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys, you guys have Christmas trees? Yes. Anything? What's like the craziest or the best? Would you have a favorite ornament, first of all, on the tree? To get sentimental, I have an old wax ornament from my grandfather that I hang up. Okay. It's beaten up. It's hardly recognizable, but because it means something to me, that's probably my favorite. That's lovely. How long have you had it? 25 years or so. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to change the sentimentality a little bit. So that we have a glass bacon cheeseburger <laughs> that was given to me um, as, as a result of being in the Burger of the Month Club for about five or six years and getting a little bit of press out of it. Um, it's, it's actually beautiful. It's got a little bit of glitter with the lettuce. It's really, it's pretty nice. That's awesome. I th- at some point you, you should tell the story about the burger, the mud club. I don't know that you've done that on. We're actually, we're trying to resuscitate it. Really? Yeah. Do you want so, to tell people about that? Or do you uh, want to wait? Do you want to wait on that? Let's wait. Let's okay. wait. Let's wait. Cause I think what I'm going to try and do the two of the guys that were in the club now live in Chappaqua. Yeah. And we were just texting last week that the three of us are going to try and get it back going again. That's awesome. So we may do a report out like midway through 2020. That's great. Okay, that's perfect. You guys should you should um you should come on the podcast. Talk. That'd be great. Right. <laughs> Burger of the month, month 2.0 this time with cholesterol medication. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> this time with Lipitor. Right, right. right. It's a little bit different when you're when you're 45 as opposed to right. when you're 25. How's your veggie burger? Is it good? Right. Veggie burger of the month. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like burger of the every quarter. Yeah, like, right. Um, sir, I'll have the turkey burger. So if you found a 10-foot um, snake in your Christmas tree, what would you do? Well, a python's not poisonous, so I guess you're ahead of the game there. I, I don't know if I'd be thinking through it that way because I'd be running in the other direction. Um, we actually had, uh, when I was younger... Um, we had a, an awful multi-brown color shag carpet in our basement. and That sounds I, like a relic of the 70s. Totally. Yeah. And I remember coming down the stairs and the, the basement door was open and the carpet was moving because there was a snake there. And my, my parents went into sheer panic, called every emergency resource, cops, fire people um we eventually got it out but we had something a a little bit similar Um, and my heritage is just to run away (laughs) it's basically the short answer to that so these people they just left the snake alone they didn't call anybody or anything and they just waited for it to later that night it just slithered away 
but they just left it there, waiting, waiting for it to. Slither. go. Oh, they opened the front door. <laughs> oh, slithered away. The door. Yeah. Where? And they go after the initial shock wore off. It was really a beautiful snake. That's not. I'm sure it was beautiful, but that's not something you want in your house. I don't know how it got in there. They're gonna want to. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would. I would make. Sh- I would see it out of the house. Yes. So. This is the last podcast before the end of the year, um, and we really wanted to thank everybody for listening. Really appreciate it, and a huge thank you to all of our guests. Um, you took, uh, especially to the guests, you took a chance and a leap of faith coming on with us to tell your stories. All of all of the stories were great and fascinating. We were deeply interested. We we actually we had somebody over for dinner last night, and I was I was asking a bunch of questions at the dinner table um, to this person. And Haley, my daughter, turns and says, I feel like I'm on one of your podcasts, <laughs> which is really sweet. It's just, but it's really great to um, just hear the, the stories of all these great people, um, not knowing what the podcast was really going to be about. Yeah. Um, and I go back to the, to the first one we did with Jessica Harris from Ann James. And um, I really just I want to give a special thanks to her for being the first one on, not knowing what the heck we were trying to do or thinking we were going to do or where we were even going to go with it. Um, and I, I just I think we've we've come a long way even from those that that first podcast with her. But just a, a huge thanks um, to her. Um, I don't know, you know, when we created this, I don't know if you guys had any expectations um, as to, you know, if we were even going to get this far, if people were going to listen or any of that. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on just expectations coming into this. I, I didn't have a lot of expectations. I think one of the most rewarding things is just us kind of being around the table and doing this right either the stuff we're doing on the pod the stuff we do after the pod it's been fun in that regard but i just echo the sentiments of meeting with the people that we've met with and having the conversations that we've had with some of our guests um a wide range of people different backgrounds different experiences different ways that they're contributing to the community um i mean that to me feels like something we could just keep going and doing and I don't know if it would stop. I mean, there's just so many great stories. I remember you you even saying that, like that was your first thing in the first episode. How do we tap into those stories? And I think we may have found a way to start doing it. I couldn't agree more. I really don't have much to add to that. I mean, I, I think that uh, you know we've only we've only touched the, the t- hit the tip of the iceberg, so to speak, with the people and the talents that we have in this area. And it's great to be able to have them on and to broadcast them to our neighbors and, and people beyond Katona as well. Yeah. But in terms of expectation, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I'm proud that we're here. Um, I, I, it's, it's exceeded my expectations, I'll, I'll say that much. Yeah. Uh, we're getting close to you know, 500 people listening. Um, at least for the for the first for the first one, and then we've got you know several hundred people listening to the subsequent ones, which is just it's amazing, and um, I I really do I appreciate the great feedback that we've gotten from people in town and, and yeah. people I, I didn't even know coming into this like I I was uh, I was playing football over um, over Thanksgiving I played both Thursday and Friday and subsequently um, I filled out a missing persons uh, report for my groin. <laughs> Last seen on the Friday uh, of Thanksgiving at John Jay High School football field. So if anybody 
That's mine. If anybody finds one. Um, Thanks, Joe. Yeah, that, that's all you. So um, <clears throat> that Thursday, I was playing football with a bunch of guys. I didn't know any of them. And in the middle of the game, we had just made a play. I think on defense, one of the guys turns around and he goes, "Hey, are you Rich Nopke on the on the podcast?" And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I, I've got such a long commute, and it's not that great of a commute. And I listen to you guys. You just you keep me laughing during, during the podcast. And it just it really made me happy. Um, and then even just uh, I think Jess saw Victoria the other day, and, and she asked how the podcast went. And she's like, they're really interested in getting to know me and, and learning about me. And that, that makes me happy, too, that, that our guests feel, feel comfortable with us as, yeah. as well. Yeah. I, I guess the big question. Yeah. starting to feel like Francesa. Yeah, it's sort of like our last pod. <laughs> exactly. I need Diet Coke. Our last cast. I need cast. Diet Coke. Um, I guess the big question, uh, two questions I have are, um, one, uh, the first podcast you said that you thought you and Elena would have a bottle of wine on a Friday night and listen to the podcast. Has that happened? So it has not happened. But I will tell you that she, she loves it, and I've heard her listening to it and just kind of outwardly laughing. Now, whether it's because it's actually funny or if it's because it's us, I don't know. But yeah. at least there's one person besides the three of us that's entertained. And it's one of our wives, which, is, one of our which wives. is really nice. That, which will allow me to keep doing this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where otherwise, we're like, we're done. That's a wrap. <laughs> uh, I actually, I went back. And then, so the second thing was I, I went back and I listened to the first, po- first podcast. Yeah. So that, that came out, the you and Elena listening on a Friday night. Um, and then the other was just our, our general mission, which was to, as Craig said, right, to surface all the great people in the town but and do it in a fun and, and informative way. I think that the two things that stand out from, from this is we, we thought originally we were gonna, this was going to be like a 20 or 25-minute sort of podcast, something snackable. And we've, we've gotten – it's been a little bit longer. It's a good word. Snackable. Thanks. Yeah, it's a media industry term. Okay. Uh, and we've gotten a little longer. We're pushing like 45 or 50 minutes on, on a lot of these. I think in large part because we've settled into a routine of like our, our shtick. Um, and then the, the interviews are uh, – we're just so interested in the people that we're, we're talking to. They've, they've lasted a little bit it's longer. like 15 to 30. That's yeah. like the formula. Yeah. And then the, the shtick the part is it's less – it's been less about Katona – by and large, over the last couple, like I never thought we would talk about Australian bull semen um, anywhere, <laughs> especially on a podcast. And that doesn't really. Are you referring to the projectiles? Yes. Okay, just making yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, and so I, it's it it, but it's been that's been in order to get people to um, listen to the podcast and the people that we're interviewing. It's been good to have some something additional beyond just the the town walls. Agreed. So right, and to the extent and to the extent that our listeners have any suggestions or recommendations, we welcome them, because we're still we're still feeling we're still feeling this out as as podcasters, if you will. That's right. So if people want to um, uh, send suggestions in, please send uh, emails to acatonapodcast at gmail dot com. We're happy to have it. We do have great thoughts and ideas for guests as we go into twenty twenty. Um, I'm looking forward to getting off pretty quickly uh, with some, some really interesting guests. And then the, the last thing I was thinking about this, I think I told you this at one point, Craig. The one side uh, benefit to this whole, to this podcast is, well, two things. One is I, I feel like we're creating an oral history of the town to some, to some extent. Like a, we're stamping a time and place. It's time stamped, right? 
um, with all the great people in 2019, 2020, and however long we do this. But then the other part of it is at some point, you know, the three of us are going to get old and I'm sure, you know, we're going to start to lose our marbles at some point. It would be great for like the, the young grandkids at some point to, to listen to their grandpappy when he was uh, vibrant and young and, and sort of funny. Sort of funny. Sort of funny. Not, not fully funny. But wow, uh, uh, Grandpappy Knocker was. <laughs> it was he was pretty interesting. He's not like, a, like not like he is now, like a bumbling, a bumbling mess. Well, what I can't wait for is when we're doing a podcast at an age where you're wearing a white undershirt and white tidy whities with the white undershirt tucked into the tidy whities, and we have to sit around. We've got you know whatever. Right, because that's passed down from father to son. You know exactly. That. exactly. It's, like, it's like the balding gene. Exactly. I'm, well, I'm, hoping it skips, I'm hoping it skips a generation. <laughs> that goes to Jake. <laughs> uh, so that I think the legacy part of it is is just sort of is sort of interesting. It, you know, at least for us. Yeah. Not not maybe for anybody else. So, um, with that, again, just just thank you, and we're looking forward to to heading into next year with with some interesting podcasts as well. We'll leave it there. Uh, unless anybody has anything else they want to say. Well, well, Rich and Dave, I have a, a poem I'd like to read, and I think it'd be a fitting way to end this podcast. Haiku? It's not haiku, but... It's haikatona. It's, it's haikatona. And, it, and it's, a, it's a riff on a holiday classic. So see, see if, you, if you recognize yourself in that. "'Twas the night before the podcast when we arrived at Rich's place and considered what part of our town to showcase... The topics were parsed with the utmost of care, with the hopes that the guests would have something to share. The audience was listening with earbuds in snug, awaiting a joke or a restaurant we'd plug. They'd be listening in cars, trains, and so many places. It's been our aim to inform and put smiles on those faces. We had Rich prepare his intro, and he thinks, he's quite, and he thinks it's quite funny. But no one's laughing but him, and on that I bet money. <laughs> Dave will bring up the Giants on their record we don't push. For when it comes to sports teams, Dave's kind of a mush. (laughs) We had Jessica urging us, clearly and vocally, that when we shop, we ought to shop locally. And Hank regaling us with the history of the KFD parade and the role in the life of the town it has played. Jeff from Caramore visited, and he's got some renown, visiting to discuss the world-class music venue right here in our town. But we're not just here to have fun and merely occupy space. We want to talk issues and challenges we all face. A new mascot, some sewers, a toll on 684, the door chime at Carvel that Rich can't stand anymore. (laughs) So let's get on the mic and record right away because we've got things very important to say. I think. Probably not. Catherine told us the perils of substance abuse and that time with the family works to s- discourage such use. Todd Pond needs some help, as our friend Ken's alleging, so let's fire up the equipment and get, and get to some dredging. <laughs> and the interview with Scott Vaccaro, which involved a field trip to Captain Lawrence Brewery, where Dave and Rich took a sip, were tracking viewership numbers that we're hoping will rise. But if our only listener is Suretsky, that would be no surprise. <laughs> Last week, Victoria told us when you've got a gift to track down to visit one of the wonderful stores located downtown, for we all want the values of our homes to stay high. So get out there and support the commercial district nearby. 
and Madeline spoke of the volunteer spirit, which inspired us all, so we were glad you could hear it. And we also had on the What to Do Digital Guy for info on concerts, events, and new restaurants to try. And speaking of restaurants, we welcome J Street Cafe, about which people have had only good things to say, because Matt and Christina are fantastic hosts, which only increases the list of Katona's boasts. In 2020, we'll have new guests to educate and inform. Great conversation flows naturally, which now is the norm. We might talk more restaurants, budgets, taxes, and all, but I don't see Bashara allowed on to talk Cowboys football. <laughs> Don taught us our history, the spirit with which we're imbued, the town's fearless tenacity, never say die attitude, for rather than leave their homes behind to be drowned, our predecessors just jacked them up and found higher ground. Well, that's our 2019 podcast put to measure and rhyme. And Rich, Dave, and I hope you had a good time. For we'll all hear Rich say before he finishes tonight, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year to all, and to all, yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's really well done. That, that, that was, was awesome. fantastic. That was awesome. That was great. We'll, we'll end there. Actually, we'll end on this. I, I do. I want to thank you guys, too. This has been great. I, a lot of fun. I enjoyed every moment of this, um, both before, during, and after, and especially after the podcast, um, sitting around as we do and just talking about life stuff, and, and I really appreciate it, and I, I, cherish, I cherish these days and, uh, and love you guys. So thank you, and, and thanks again to everybody out there. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Uh, we'll see you in 2020. This has been Whitlockville, a Katona podcast. Well, we're listening away today, Katona, Whitlockville. With your hosts, Craig, Rich, and Dave. Some people claim that they're not that funny. What'd you expect? They're not getting paid.